Welcome to Episcopals, bringing you the latest in faith-based advocacy from the Episcopal Church Office of Government Relations. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Episcopals. I'm Lindsay Warburton. I'm the Immigration Policy Advisor with the Office of Government Relations and your host for today. I have with me Alan Yarborough to talk about our office's Election Activator Program and ways to engage in U.S. elections. Welcome, Alan. Thank you, Lindsay. It's uh, it's good to be here in a different role. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alan, could you remind the network, since you're usually hosting, could you tell the network again what your role is with the Office of Government Relations? Yeah, sure. So I, um, I'm the church relations officer, which means most of my work is church-facing. Uh, I'll do advocacy and civil discourse trainings around the church, uh, voter engagement work, uh, I'll often lead various government engagement efforts where the, the church and the government can kind of partner. Um, so things like the U.S. Census count um, in 2020 uh, or open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act, uh, health insurance platform, um, those types of things, COVID vaccinations we did as well. Um, I maintain advocacy resources that people can go online to use, uh, things like our Vote Faithfully Guide, our Faith and Citizenship Guide, uh, the Postcard Project. Um, and then I do have my own sort of small advocacy portfolio as well, covering foreign policy to Haiti, uh, a few indigenous issues, especially ones that, that aren't environmentally related. So our, our colleague Susie uh, covers those. Uh, I do voting rights, reparations, and a few other racial justice issues. Uh, and then finally lead uh, our two volunteer programs, our EPP and ambassadors and the Episcopal election activators. Great. That is that is quite a lot, Alan, and you do a, an incredible job doing that for our office. But what you mentioned last is exactly what we want to talk about today, the Election Activators Program. Yes. So we know that civic engagement encompasses a whole range of activities. Some say it starts with voting in our elections. Members of our network, the EPPN, know that our action alerts and our advocacy is more about holding these elected officials accountable and working with them while they're in office to help create change. But as I understand it, and I've seen election activators, they're set up to help people vote in elections through nonpartisan voter engagement, right? So could you tell us a little bit more about the program? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's helpful framing. Um, so our Episcopal Election Activators uh, program is a, an Episcopal Church program run through our office. Uh, that seeks volunteers to promote and facilitate local nonpartisan uh, voter engagement efforts in their state uh, or region um, if they're outside of the 50 states. Um, so the commitment uh, for what's now going to be our second cohort uh, is January 2024 through December of 2025. So it's a two-year commitment um, that will have sort of fluctuating levels of engagement, you know, matching the, the kind of natural election cycle. Um, and activators will they'll need to provide updates on the work that they're doing as they connect with local parishes, local church organizations. Um, they'll be sharing resources within their network uh, and sort of help direct and mobilize Episcopalians to support elections through things like voter registration, voter education. You know, what? how does the process work? Who's on the ballot? Um, what uh, ballot measures may be coming up in the states where those are relevant? Um, providing rise to the polls on election day. I mean, there really is just a, a pretty big list of different tasks. Um, and the, the program, we've structured it with a rolling uh, application. So people really can join at any time. Um, we you know, did just open it. So we're hoping to get a to push to get a lot of people in now. 
Um, but if people are interested, as time moves on, they're they're more than welcome to apply. Um, we'll have monthly calls that'll begin in January of 2024 with sort of regular email updates and resource sharing in between. Uh, for those calls, we'll aim to bring in guest speakers from other organizations uh, to talk about different angles of voter engagement, which I really enjoyed doing during our, our pilot program. Um, but that might be, you know, voting for people with a disability. It might be voting while experiencing homelessness, uh, college student voting, uh, racial justice implications. There are all sorts of different angles we can take, um, and amazing organizations that we partner with, um, and lift up. Um, so similar to our, our vote faithfully engagement in recent years, uh, we really plug other existing resources often from secular organizations. Um, and our primary task is kind of organizing, you know, and mobilizing people to use those resources to actually apply them. Um, it's not necessarily complicated. It just sort of takes this this persistence and uh, and clear messaging and um, I'm droning on for a bit, but but sort of as the last point, yeah, as the last point, Lindsay, quickly for now, um, uh, the nonpartisan piece, you know, is really critical. We as an office and, and all the volunteers uh, in our election activator program um, are here to facilitate the voting process, uh, but not to tell people you know, who they should or should not vote for. So I just want to emphasize that that piece. No, thank you for that um, incredible overview of, of the program and especially emphasizing that last piece. That's a big question that we get as, as churches um, and as our offices, how we engage, and particularly on elections, the nonpartisan piece is not just something that we believe in as, as, a, as a, a moral uh, issue, but something that we are required to do as, as churches as well. Uh, so thank you for for explaining that a little bit more and, and clarifying that. What type of person are we looking for to volunteer with this program? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so many types of people, you know, it it varies. And because we want the program to equip people wherever they are with their particular interest. So in essence, we just we want to find Episcopalians who love justice, who feel a particular call you know, to this type of civic engagement work, public policy advocacy, you know, voter engagement. Um, and uh, as a part of that, really the only requirement is uh, to sign a nonpartisan pledge, kind of an adherence to that piece. Um, and beyond that, uh, recognizing it's a volunteer program, we want it to be as flexible as possible. So if folks can put, you know, an hour a week, wonderful. If they're willing to do more than that, that's great as well. Um, but the benefit we hope of becoming an election activator is to to just expose people to the really limitless ways to do voter engagement and ways to be involved. Um, so I think uh, in terms of the type of person, it's you, it's you listening to this episode. Um, and then to be successful as an activator, uh, the goal isn't to do sort of the long list of activities we'll be talking about and, and sort of encouraging people to do. The idea is to learn about those activities and then see where they match your skills, see where they match your time, uh, see where that matches local need. Um, and then that's sort of the the healthy and constructive space where you can carry out, you know, getting out the vote efforts. Gotcha. That's, that's, that's helpful. That's helpful. So many of our advocates and some of the alerts we've sent on the EPPN have related to, to voting rights advocacy, kind of the, the bigger picture. And a lot of what you've emphasized is general voter engagement. Uh, and so I was wondering, how does the election activators program fit into our broader efforts to engage with with the voting process. Yeah, that's a, a, another good point there. Um, and even just in terms of, you know, voting rights advocacy, our work is 
folks, I think, will know, listeners will know, we are positioned to, uh, to advocate to the U.S. federal government. Um, and voting rights is a topic where federal engagement really is, is somewhat limited. Um, states have a lot of the authorities uh, to control their particular elections. Um, but there is still work you know, that we are doing and, and needs to be done uh, in terms of voting rights advocacy at the federal level. Um, but backing out a bit, uh, we shared in, in our recent Becoming a Beloved Community newsletter. Um, our colleagues that, that lead that newsletter do a great job. So if you, you're not familiar with that newsletter, I, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, but our recent um, uh, piece that we wrote for them is about uh, our sort of three-pronged approach to, to voting. Uh, there's voter engagement, which is what election activators are about um, in part or primarily, um, and that is just facilitating the act of voting. How are we encouraging people to vote, uh, motivating to do it, making sure, again, they know who's on the ballot, et cetera. Uh, the second piece is facilitating the election itself. Um, so it actually takes people and systems to, to conduct the election. I don't just mean voting, but things like being an election judge uh, or, or a poll worker. There are different terms in different states. Um, to actually help people um, in, in an official capacity. Those are paid capacities. Um, so that's the second piece. The third would be voting rights advocacy. So how are we working to change the laws that then guide that voting process? Um, and so we try to differentiate those three things, even though they're certainly connected, um, because they often, the, the ability to influence them lies on different timelines and requires a different strategy. Uh, so often there's more attention around an election, you know, as you get closer to a major election year. Um, but that may be the least effective time to engage in voting rights advocacy to change the election process. Um, so we just want to mainly keep that in mind. Um, and that's how this fits in. And that's we, we in terms of the election activators, we're um, pretty adamant at keeping it focused on getting out the vote and facilitating the election itself. Those first two pieces. It's not about the voting rights advocacy that we do through through different channels, including the the EPPN ambassador program. Thank you, Alan. I really appreciate the the clarification and and highlighting all of the work that our office is doing and all the different ways Episcopalians can get engaged as well. And finally, thanks for allowing me the opportunity to ask you some questions about uh, your ongoing work. I'm sure that we'll be hearing a lot more about this program in the months leading up to the election, and I'm really looking forward to seeing more folks sign up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. We're already, um, we've met the, in, in what, two weeks, a couple of weeks of having the, the application open. We've met the same number of folks that we had in our initial cohort. So I'm really excited that we'll we'll be Amazing. growing this program. It is. Um, we had 55, I think it was, in the in the pilot cohort, and we're, we're already at that number now. So, um, yep. Thank you, Lindsay, for the opportunity. Uh, folks can sign up using the link in the show notes for, for this episode uh, or just by going to our website. Uh, episcopalchurch.org slash OGR. Um, so we hope that all of you listening will consider signing up. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. The Office of Government Relations aims to represent the policy priorities of the Episcopal Church to the U.S. government in Washington, D.C., and to influence policy and legislation on critical issues, all while highlighting voices and experiences of Episcopalians and Anglicans globally. The office facilitates the Episcopal Public Policy Network, a grassroots network of Episcopalians engaged in the Ministry of Public Policy Advocacy. Take action and learn more by following the links in the description. The Episcopals podcast is produced by the staff of the Office of Government Relations with support from our podcast engineer, Ellie Singer, and project manager, Chris Sikama. 
Thanks for listening and join us next time on Episcopals. You're invited to join thousands of Episcopalians, neighbors, and friends this summer at the Love Always Revival at the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. On Saturday, June 22nd, get immersed in inspiring worship and community, deepen your love for God, kick off the 81st General Convention, and extend a warm welcome to folks discovering the Episcopal Church. The revival is free to attend, so bring your friends. If you're from a neighboring diocese, check in with your diocesan revival champion to find out about group travel options. You can find more information along with registration at iam.ec lovealways.